0: Hey there, what's up? It's your girl, Olivia, coming at you with another bonus episode of Simply Happy. Now, on today's guest episode, I am chatting with Yanmitra Waddell, and she is gonna be introducing herself in just a moment. I'm gonna let her talk more about what she does, about her story, all of that good stuff, as I normally do on these guest episodes. But I wanted to share with you why I wanted to have Mitra or Jojo, um, come on the podcast. And honestly, her story is breathtaking. It's incredible. It's inspiring. Um, And I just couldn't not have it on the show um, to share with all of you because it just shows you how far you can come in a journey. Um, We talk about things like domestic violence, domestic abuse, um, suicide. We talk about, you know, really pursuing the scary things in life and moving through some of the toughest moments in your life. And this is, I, I just will forewarn you, this this episode is a little deeper. It's maybe a little heavier, but it is well worth the listen because it just goes to show that you can get through just about anything as long as you just don't give up and and you hold on to hope. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and without further ado, dive on in. Welcome to the show, Yan Matra and or or Jojo. We go we go with both, right? Yes. <laughs> welcome so much to Simply Happy. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you,
1: I mean, and I sing my ah.
0: words. So
1: this, that, so thank you.
0: Oh, you and me. you and me both. I I sing on this podcast all the time. I'm like, welcome <laughs> to my weirdness. <laughs>
1: yes. And I don't know why. And if I'm in the middle of a statement and a song correlates with that statement, I have to sing that line of the song. And I have to sing, you can't stop me because then I'm going to sing the entire song. So (laughs) (laughs) I completely understand.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Well, music is such a such a powerful thing, honestly. It is. All right. Well, I love to ask, just right at the top of the show, one question, which is, can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do to help more people become simply happy?
1: Uh, That's a good question. Um, So one of the things um, that I do is I I try my best to remind people every day that they are qualified to be exceptional. Mm -hmm.
0: It doesn't
1: matter what your day looks like. You are still qualified to be exceptional. You're still qualified to be amazing. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. If today is not working, you're free to go take a nap and start over whenever yeah. you like to. And sometimes that's our little piece of happiness is knowing that uh, naps work yeah. and that we're still qualified to be exceptional. So um, I just share that with people every day just because sometimes we just need that, that small reminder. Yeah. And then that, that could be your, your piece of happiness right
0: there. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I took, I, I had to do like two hypnosis sessions yesterday. I was like, I'm laying down. I need yes. all the rest.
1: <laughs> I need all, I do that too. My kids are like, no, no, listen, I'm almost there. Just leave me, a, they know when they hear the bells and the whistles and the man talking, take a deep breath to just let me go on my journey. And I promise I'm going to come back. Yes. But for now, <laughs> this is what I need.
0: Oh, beautiful boundaries! I love that. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I I would love if you wouldn't mind for you to share like a little bit of your your story, so people can kind of get to know, um, you know, like where where this this like beautiful energy comes from.
1: Okay, um, I like to take people on a small but quick journey. Yeah. So I always tell them. Um, that I'm the only live past crazy specialist. So what better place to be Mm -hmm. than here with me? Uh, and I tell people I know crazy simply because uh, I've been there. So I'm a survivor of domestic violence, um, at the hands of my husband, who was the pastor of my church. And I went through that pure hell for two years. And then after that time, after I left, um, I went through some serious depression, postpartum, mm-hmm. uh, you name it, I went through every bit of it, mm-hmm. and I, one day, I, um, I finally had to ask myself a question like, what is this bringing you, number one, and then number two, I had to decide, is this going to be the story that I tell for the rest of my life, and If it is, am I okay with that being the last words that somebody's going to speak about JoJo, period? Mm -hmm. And I realized I wasn't. And that journey to live past crazy was, I will never tell anyone, is easy. I will say that it is absolutely worth it and that we're worth the investment of the journey. Um, Going through depression, I had a three-month-old who, when I was with my ex-husband, I wasn't even allowed to touch her hold her change her bathe her so i had no connection and plus the fact that she was born at one pound she spent the first 31 days of her life in icu Um, and after i had her i didn't even get to see her for two weeks because i almost died having her so there was just no connection to this small human who was looking at me like, you're supposed to take care of me. And I would have those days where she would cry and I we would be crying together. And she's like, but why are you crying? I'm like, you're crying? I'm going to cry too. And we would just, I would just cry it out. And that depression was just a dark space for me. And what uh, I walked away with is that I've got to celebrate every day. So I tell people we celebrate day ones. We don't celebrate one day's. And so for me, day one was today, Jojo, you washed your face and you brushed your teeth. Yeah. I'm proud of you, even if that's all I accomplished for that day. And then the next day well, Jojo, you washed your face, you brushed your teeth and you took a shower. Well, that's great. And then the next day, if you actually got out of the bed. And, yeah. and so I celebrated every tiny step of my journey um, because I realized that made the bigger steps um, all worth it. And we have to start somewhere. Yeah. And
0: so we, we started day one. Mm, oh my gosh. I almost cried. I, I was very, <laughs> I was like, take breaths. Oh my yes. goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes. My heart. Um, yeah. Like, and that's, you know, that's, I think, I think a lot of people feel shame around that, around yes. like those little steps where it's like, Oh, yeah. that's all I could do today. And it's like, no, like, that's amazing. Yeah. Cause it there's, is. And,
1: and you have to think that, if you're a mother, you, they, my mother told me, I was like, you know, she was like, oh, when you have kids, you instantly know everything. I was okay. like, well, that's a lie. I, <laughs> I, I don't know anything. Like, I don't even want to take a bath. you mean to tell me I'm in charge of an entire human? So no, that's not going to work. Tell me something else. And so um, I was really worried um, about that. And here I was with, with the newborn trying to, and my family was 400 miles away. Oh, man. So my family wasn't near me. Uh, my ex-husband had cleaned, the day I left, he had cleaned out the chicken and the savings account. So I had no money. Oh my so that meant I had to go to the shelter. And it is a very humbling experience to go in there and say, I have no underwear. I have no toothbrush. I don't even have a comb. I only have two diapers for this baby. And then I had a seven year old. Like it is a very humbling experience to be at that level and then to be okay to seek help. And then you add on postpartum and then depression and then there's no family and then there's no support. And you have no idea what's going to happen from one day to the next. And so I take my mental health journey extremely serious. Like I'm very protective over my boundaries and Mm -hmm. my energy. And if I don't have the energy for you, I don't allow you in my space. And if I don't have the mental capacity to handle the words that you're saying, I, you know, I'm just extremely protective. It's been 16 years, but I'm still extremely uh, protective over my energy. And my mental space. Yeah,
0: I honestly, I feel like that's a superpower we get to gain, like from going yeah. through such darkness, like, like everyone listening, like a lot of people just kind of go through life, life, allowing themselves to be stressed the whole time, yes. um, and to not have their boundaries respected, or even put any in place. And I feel like that is, that is our advantage. <laughs> <Yes>. it, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, like, it's, it's a, it's a blessing, really, when it's like, it becomes such a priority, because I know for me, It it does, too, like in my work with, you know, with my kids, with my husband, Mm -hmm. friends, like everything. I'm just like, my mental health comes first, because if that snaps, then I'm not helping anybody.
1: (laughs) I am. I promise you don't want to see JoJo on that level. So please allow me to lock myself in this bathroom and leave me alone. It is for your own safety. Yes. So, um, and I, I agree, it is, it is our superpower. And once we understand that our mind is our superpower, then the journey to wherever it is that you want to go it, it becomes a little bit more clear like you you can finally you see the way but our brain is absolutely um, the superpower for what we want to achieve and do
0: yeah because I think you you know when you when you have that like realization you stop running from yourself or trying to yes. and you start mm-hmm. working with yourself and oh, yeah. and that's where the magic happens
1: oh yeah I had a journal entry I shared uh, I was dated April the 3rd of this year <clears throat> And it said, JoJo, why are you so comfortable with this darkness? And my answer, and this was at 530 in the morning, and my answer to myself was, it was because I was afraid of the brightness of my light. Uh. And some of us are so afraid of saying, hey, I'm so darn good at this. I'm amazing at this. I'm really good at this. That we accept the darkness of whatever it may be if it's your career your family your Mm -hmm. relationship your friend you accept that darkness and I think it's the light that scares us because there's a vastness to the light Mm -hmm. like it is endless and your possibilities are endless and you've gotten comfortable with your limitations of the darkness so why would you want to look at the light where it's endless and you may have to deal with the smallness of you. And mm-hmm. the smallness of you is, Jojo, that you're really kind of an amazing person. And if you allow that light to shine, you could be even more amazing and help more people. And But it takes um, dealing with that. I do uh, a five-day guided journey called Self-Care is Gangster. Yes. Um, because you've to, you got to be gangster strong about doing your self-care and doing that inner work to, to get to... You know your peace your happiness and it's really simple
0: yes to get there Ah, oh, thank you for saying that i like, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i say that all the time and i'm like please somebody back me on this like it doesn't have to be complicated
1: yes it does not have to be complicated mm.
0: oh it's so true it's and i and i feel like too with you know any of us that have dealt with the bad or anything on that spectrum um you know, like the darkness is so familiar. We we know it, you yes. know, it's not new. And, and I know that's something even I've been working on is I'm like, don't play small. Like, don't yes. shrink down. Yes. Like, it's okay. Step up, step up. And it yes. and, and it always comes, like you said, back to those like that basics of like, self care, like help myself through the growth. Um, yes. Because that's the new territory. That's the unknown yes. territory. Um, wow. And so yeah, it's it's easier to go with what we know. I mean, our brain is literally wired to do that
1: <laughs> it is so hard to do that and we and I think and you may agree with this that when you started on your journey to understand your purpose or whatever word you want to put in there mm-hmm. is that you're fighting the old you with the new you every day the new you is saying I deserve this and the old new is like but girl you did it wrong for so many years. Like, you don't deserve this. And, and it's a literal battle in your mind to say, but yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. And eventually, I have to say, JoJo, go sit down and shut up. Mm-hmm. I'm taking over. We're going this way. And people's like, do you talk to yourself? Only people who are crazy admit that they don't yeah. that They don't talk to themselves. Normal people, we talk to ourselves <laughs> every day. <laughs>
0: that's yes. what normal people do <laughs> oh and i wanted to point this out too pro tip you guys did you hear how how like how she journaled she asked herself a question <laughs> mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and oh my gosh like people are like oh journaling so difficult and i'm like no just ask yourself a question yes
1: yes and, and I, I don't think we don't we don't want to do that we mm-hmm. don't want to ask any questions because then olivia if we ask a question our answer is going to be required of us like if yeah. you ask the question, you know you're gonna have to do an action. So as long as right. I don't have to ask the question, I can be dumb and be like, "Oh, yes. I don't know." It's it's so hard. No, boo. It's not hard. What is hard is you having to deal with the ramifications of the answer that you know that is there. That's yes. the hard part. Asking the question that's that's easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's let's flip the avoidance to some insight, shall we? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. It'll be okay. And people always say, "But JoJo is so hard." Mm -hmm. And I say, "Here, here's something I learned uh, when I was, you know, going through." And my ex-husband tried to kill me three times. And I always go back to this this point. JoJo, even after Olivia, I tried to commit suicide. Like the day before, I had all the windows open in the house. The day I tried to commit suicide, the windows would not open. The windows were unlocked. But I could not get one window open to jump out the window because I was like, anything has got to be better than what I'm uh-huh. doing. And so when I'm in that space where Jojo, you you know, you really can't do this. My answer is, or somebody says, Jojo, this is so hard. My question is, but did you die, though? If you did not die, then you have every opportunity to at least try if you try and you fail then you try again and if you didn't die then that means you have another opportunity so on those yes. days where it's like this is so sucky and I hate this I have to say Jojo but did you die though like you yeah. didn't so let's put everything in in a context you didn't die so you can do this you've done the hard stuff mm-hmm. so sister this part of it has got to be a lot easier than what you went through
0: yeah, and can we also just take a moment, um, and for anybody else who's experienced that, like, making the attempt of suicide, because I, I have as well, is like, can we just celebrate that failure? Yes. Like, can we just, yes. like, whoop, whoop, because, <laughs> you know, and I was I was talking with a friend about this the other day, and, and she, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where a lot of times, like, when people, and I don't know if you felt this way, but, like, when you couldn't succeed, you're like, ugh. I can't even do that. Yes, you beat yourself up. You not mad? Uh, (laughs) Like great, I'm that lame.
1: (laughs) Yes. I was like, really, Jesus? Like, you want this man to kill me? So I'm trying to do it for him so he doesn't yeah. get it. And you won't even let me do this? Like, JoJo, you suck at everything. Like, there's right? nothing you're going to accept. And I was legit mad. Like, for the rest of the day, I was in a horrible mood. Like, I can't even kill myself right. Like, I, what am I doing wrong well, in life?
0: <laughs> it's so, it is so wild to have your brain go there. You know, yes. rather than being like, oh, thank goodness, not a single window opened. <laughs> Like, no. And it's so this is what's so imp- like you get to you get to, you know, where you put your attention is, is your choice. And it takes practice. Yes. I mean, choice takes yes. practice. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, I, suicide, such a such a serious topic. And, yes, you know, there are people that that do uh, accomplish that feat. But, um, you know, it's just like for for anyone out there that has tried and failed. Uh, congratulations. Yes, Welcome. Congratulations. You have a beautiful yes. opportunity.
1: Yeah. We're proud of you. Yeah, D- yes. <laughs> yes. I we're love that. We're proud that you're here with us today. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Exactly. And know that you're not alone yes. and you don't suck. You just, you have an opportunity right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that is now that I, you know, years later, as we look back, you are kind of like, wow. So I, there was another purpose for you other than than that Mm -hmm. and so uh, I still have a purpose every morning I wake up I have a purpose to achieve and something to do I'm here for a reason and I have to remind myself that
0: yes now this might be a strange or not uh, a question (laughs) but (laughs) when it comes to your ex-husband and everything that you experienced you know Mm -hmm. like that that physical violence and the attempts at you know trying to end your life like Mm -hmm. how do you feel about him how what's your perspective uh, around him I'm just curious.
1: Um, well, to, and I'm, I'm all about being absolutely truthful with yourself. Oh. I hated him for a very long time. Oh yeah. And yeah, and my prayer was, Jesus, could if you could just kill him, like you rule the entire world, could you, if you could just kill him, my life would be better. Like that was my sincere prayer. Yeah. Like, can he die today? And uh, it took me a very long time to work through. I'm not angry at him. I'm not mad at him. He can have his space in this universe. It just cannot coincide with my space. Mm-hmm. And that has been my boundary. Um, I, I keep me and the girls protected. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I make sure our energy is healthy and that, you know, we are aware who who is for us and who is against us. Yeah. And I, I send him lights and love. I just don't want him to interact inside of my space. So wherever he is, um, I wish him that. But now, please understand, that was a journey, and Mm -hmm. I realized I had to do that because that anger and frustration was taking up so much space inside of my chest. Inside of like, I couldn't grow because that was darkness sitting there. Yeah, you know, it took up so it demanded to be noticed. And if I didn't notice it, it was like, excuse me, I'm hatred over here. I'm angry over here. And I had to pay some attention. And when I let it go, the most amazing thing happened. I had room for so much more abundance and blessings to come. But it was hard. It was a hard journey.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing such an honest answer, too. Like, yeah, because I think, you know, a lot of people... Are just like, oh, I probably should just get over it. Or like, how am I supposed to get over it? And I think that's such a beautiful blend of like, you can have your space to not yes. be over it. And to be very yeah. angry, you have the absolute right <laughs> yeah. to think yeah. whatever you need to think. But at the same time, you know it does it does benefit us to to let yeah. go. But to also, you know, you weren't just like, okay, come back in, welcome. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not. We're not gonna have a happy reunion. But sir, you are free to live your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah. and you know, like it, we never know what anyone else is going through. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if you have any insight into that. But you know, who, who knows what struggles he he may have had to think that that it was that's what he needed to go to or that's how he needed to treat another person
1: exactly and i think so and everybody has to figure this out for themselves at some point you have to i'm a fan of checking myself like if my ego gets in the way my attitude gets in the way i would check myself and say hey judge you need to you know, calm down because this, this, and this. And I don't think some people are very good at checking themselves, oh, sure. and so their ego gets out of control, and and all the things that come with having an ego, that you know, that goes up, goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for as, far as his background, he came from a loving family of two parents. They were all ministers, um, but somewhere along the way, abuse. Uh, you know, either he was introduced to it or it was just a part of his life because I was (laughs) interesting side story. I was wife number five Mm. and he was still married to wife number four when we got married. And I had no idea. And he abused every wife. He, and you know, he abused them all. And all of this, all of us had one thing in common with his first wife. He married his first wife young. They had a child and he gave that daughter up, um, when she decided to remarry. So he abused her. He gave up his parental rights to his daughter. Ever since then, every marriage he had after that was with single women, with children, Mm -hmm. with daughters. And so to me, I felt like maybe he's trying to relive him, trying to be a father, and it didn't work. And then, you know, you have all the anger and frustration that comes along with that. And so I, I just think he has to find his journey, his own way, whatever that is for him.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I think sometimes that that healthy speculation is good not to, like, assume yeah. that we know yeah. what's going on with another person, but yeah. it can, you know, a little bit of speculation and understanding that it is just our, you know, our kind of guessing game can help mm-hmm. kind of give us some context and mm-hmm. help us a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Um but, yeah. That's right. What was your, what was your like aha moment to, or moments? Cause sometimes we have more than one <laughs> yes. um, to, uh, to like, to get out and to be like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore.
1: Well, um, I had, they were two combined in two of them and they were at different times, but together. Mm-hmm. So the first one is I left once uh, right before my birthday in June and I left and I walked out the front door. I, now I want you to understand walking out the front door wasn't easy yeah. because. Because abusers have control over your mind before they have they ever hit you. So most right. of my day was usually spent locked up in a room with him for eight hours, and so for eight hours I would hear him say, "Jojo, you're stupid. You're nothing. Nobody loves you. You're fat. You're ugly. You never want to be nothing. Your children don't love you. You're not a good mother." And so for eight hours I would hear that, and then one day I was like, "I'm so tired of this." And I wasn't I was allowed to eat once a day. I could go to the bathroom once a day, and I slept and uh, woke up when he told me to. So the one time I got to go to the bathroom by myself, I just I found the keys because I had access to no keys, no money, no nothing. Mm-hmm. I found the keys to the car, and I just walked out the front door and I left and I checked myself into the closest hospital, told them I thought I was losing my mind, and then I told them why. and so, he showed up at the hospital. I was able to take one kid with me, not the baby, and I left. And then I went back the next day because I was like, what kind of mother am I to leave my newborn baby mm-hmm. who's fresh home from the hospital? I got to go back. And my friend was like, you're crazy. Don't go back. I said, like, oh, I'm going back. So I went back, and he said, oh, I promise we're going to go to counseling. And I said, okay, we're going to counseling, but you cannot hit me anymore. He was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. We go to counseling and he convinces this lady in the span of 30 days that I am Mentally retarded. I don't know if they even use that word. If if that offends someone, I'm so sorry. Um, She said I was mentally retarded. I was not capable of taking care of myself. I was incapable of raising children and being a wife. And her suggestion was to have me committed to a mental hospital because the rules were that I could not talk when we go to counseling. Like you can't open up your mouth. So we would sit in there, and he would tell her how horrible I was. And and you have to understand, it's not like you think. Oh, a dark man. He was articulate. He was well-dressed. Mm-hmm. He could preach the paint off the walls. He has sung for President Clinton. He has sung in Carnegie Hall. He served in Vietnam. Outstanding man. So it's yeah. not like you're walking in there and he's this sleazy man that's telling you anything. So this lady counselor believed everything he said. And so we fast forward after we go into counseling and it is July 26th or well, July 25th. That weekend, he had he had convinced himself that I married him for his mother's money, and he needed that money back. And he was like, "We lived in a military base," and he said, "You know what? I'll, you're going to give me my money back." I was like, "I don't have you have all of my money," and he said, "You're going to get my money back." He said, "I'm going to take you to the army base, and you're going to perform sexual favors until you make my twenty five thousand dollars back." and I was like oh what and Lord forgive me but thank God somebody died that day and we could not do it because he had to go to church to to tend to the family whose family member had just passed away yeah. and so when we come back um, we've been arguing all day, still locked up in the room and we have the baby. It's like, it's time to go to bed. Well, it was in the afternoon. He's like, it's time to go to bed. So we go upstairs and he ties my hands together, throws me across the bed. And the way I land is I'm facing the baby in her car seat and he has his way with me in front of her <sighs> while my hands are tied up. And I just remember laying there thinking, I hope you never, ever remember this in your whole life. That was the day I tried to kill myself. that didn't happen so after he was done and he finally untied me and it was hours before he finally let me take a shower in that time he called our counselor and said my wife has had a mental breakdown and I'm afraid for myself and the children she must be committed today she's got to be committed today and the only thing that stopped it was it was a weekend And she, I think she was either off duty or something, but she couldn't commit people on the weekend. And that was the only reason I was not committed to the mental hospital that weekend. And so July 26th, 630 in the morning, the phone rings, and then there's a former church member. And I just wake down crying, and I tell her what happened, because he's finally asleep. Now, you got to remember, I never get to answer the phone by myself. I'm never by myself, ever. And she's one of those friends, and I think everybody needs a friend like this, who cusses to the moon and back. (laughs) And she's just like, if you don't get out of this blankety-blank house, I'm going to call the blankety. And I was like, no, you call. I'm trying to calm her down. And she was like no I'm coming down I said if you come down here he's going to come and kill you she's like I wish he would try to kill me and you know she's just (laughs) on a tangent and I'm trying to calm her down while she's cussing like a sailor and she, and she finally said, I'm not getting off this phone until you walk out the door. So my oldest is living, we're in a split level. And his thing was she wasn't good enough to live on the same level that we lived on. So she lived on a different floor than we did. Oh. So I went to her room and I said, grab one of your favorite toys. I grabbed the baby. I had three uh, diapers, I had a, a can of milk, and two bottles, and I stood at that door, because I knew once I opened the door, Livy was going to say, door open, and right. please understand, he, he, was a, he was very in shape, you know, he worked out every day, and I was like, he's going to come down these stairs, and he's going to catch me before I can even get out the door, and she was like, just go, and I stood there, and I cried for 30 minutes, and when I said, okay. When I open the door, I want you to take off running. I said, whatever you do, don't come back for mommy. I want you to just keep running and you go find somebody to help you. She was like, okay. I open up the door and we take off, run across the yard. I have the newborn in the carrier. I'm holding my seven year old's hand, and I still have the phone in my hand that I'm talking on. I literally throw the baby in the car. So, one that I didn't kill the poor child. I throw her in the car and I get in a red neon whose front wheel will fall off if you go over 45 miles an hour. It only held $3 worth of gas. There's no tag, no registration, no insurance on the car. I make it a mile and a half before a state trooper pulls me over for speeding. I am hysterical. So because I was like, oh my God, he's found me and he's told the police. And so I get out of the car and I meet the state trooper. Of course, he's like, Who is this crazy lady? Mm-hmm. And so I'm crying and I tell him what happened. He was like, Hey, it's okay. Just keep going and I'll be on the lookout, you know, for him. Mm-hmm. And That $3 worth of gas took me an hour and 30 minutes to the next city to uh, that former church member. And I was like, Oh, I can't stay at your house. Let me go stay in the shelter. I said, because if I stay at your house, he's going to come and kill you. And that's when she was like, I wish he would come to my house because I got something for him. And so I went to the shelter and we stayed there until I felt like it was safe for us to go um, somewhere else. And, Mm -hmm. That, that was my aha moment. Like, if he can do this in front of your children, he, you know, he has tried to kill you on several occasions. The next time he will succeed. You're not going to have to worry about if you're going to do it because he will kill you. And so for me, that was July 26, 2004 was the day. I was like, I don't care. I don't care if I have to live in a shelter. And I literally picked pennies up off the street to feed me and the girls because that made a difference on whether I bought groceries or not. Mm-hmm. And there were days I did not eat to, you know, to make sure that they ate. And I'm thankful for that journey because you don't know how strong you are until you have to go through that. And you don't ever want to be that kind of strong. But <sighs> if you have to be, know that you can be. Uh, and you made it and you made it for a reason so those were my two aha moments that came back to back like he doesn't care he's never going to care and he will kill you like he he's not going to stop yeah. until he accomplishes that
0: yeah it's just that moment you realize like there are no limits yeah yeah, yeah. Oh he has none. yeah at all thank you thank you so much for sharing like your story like like just sharing that with us cuz it's just Something that a lot of people will never have to experience, yeah. Um, and and just gives s- such an insight, you know. And I think it it just goes to show that like we as 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 people, we like we're all so resilient. And when oh. we are determined, we can make nearly anything happen. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you can be, ha- and your happiness is yours. For you, it's not for anybody else. And then when you recognize your own boundaries, and I I had to look at boundaries this way I had to say, and I read this in a book, and it made so much sense to me. It said, From this, I honor your boundaries of what you want to do so much that from this point, I cannot go and you cannot come because I'm honoring you and what you want to do in life but I have to honor what I want to do in life and go this way. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find your happy on that, on that, that line in the same where you honor your boundary and someone else's boundary. It doesn't make them any worse. It doesn't make you any better. It's just saying, I'm going to honor both of us. And from this point, I cannot go and you cannot come. And I, it is on that line that you find your happiness. You find your joy and your foundation can start from right there, however you want to build it. You know, it can start, it starts on that line.
0: Yeah, you you allow yourself to become a priority in your own life.
1: Oh, yes. And it is not, yes.
0: it is not selfish. No, ma'am.
1: <laughs> it is not optional. And your mm-hmm. family, your children, your loved ones will thank you for it um, when you take the time. Because then you can serve them better. Because yes. you can't serve them if... If I'm always frustrated and I have every day, we wake up with 100% of energy in our bucket, right? You have an energy bucket. Mm -hmm. And if I spend all of my energy taking care of other people, and at the end of the day, there's a negative balance of energy. Well, Jojo is tired and exhausted. So when you come to me for something, I'm going to be snappy, angry, mad, hungry. I'm going to be all the things. So I've got to reserve some of my energy for myself. And it's not selfish to say, hey, you know what? That friend or that person is going to take 50% of my energy. Let me hold on to that 50% and get recharged and reserved so that whatever they need from me, I can serve them with the extra energy that I have. And then I'm happier. I, I can help you and I can talk and I can chit chat and I can do all the things. Yeah. Um, but it is not selfish. to, And it has to be a necessity. Like, it's non-negotiable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it creates a better relationship with yourself and with other people. Like, everyone's met? What? (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Like, everybody's happy and I cook? Like, you're the bomb.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like, and we just, you know, we have to take responsibility for that and advocate for that. And I mean, you know, my kids are three and six and sometimes I'm like, hey, I need space. So you guys hang out and do your thing. I'm gonna take some space. And then if they're, you know, feeling emotions and stuff, I'm never like, you know, shut it down. Don't do that. I'm like, if you need to take some space, feel free to like go in your room, have your space to feel what you need to feel and then and then come back to us. You know, like, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: There's nothing wrong with that because mommy needs those days as well. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people can make us feel bad for wanting a break from our children. Oh my gosh. It is okay to need a break from your kids because then I'm going to be a better mother. Because if I have nothing left to give you at three and six and mine are 23 and 16, mm-hmm. there is like... What are you on? What are you taking? Can you just, I just need you to calm down for five minutes. And sometimes that means I've got to step away yeah. because they they don't understand I'm the adult. So I've got to step away. And I, now I don't feel bad about that to say, hey, I would come in some days from work like mommy needs a break and I would lock myself in that bathroom and I would stay in there for hours they knew the route I trained them very well yeah. bring food to the door knock I will reach out and get the food <laughs> and I'm gonna shut the door
0: back <laughs> well and I think it's such a beautiful example of like like you're setting an expectation for how that relationship goes Yes. Like that's all oh, it is, and, and sometimes it's it's an uphill battle at first because they're like, wait, but this isn't how we always did it. Like, and you're like, I know we're changing things a little bit. <laughs> yes, and be and be okay that how your family looks
1: may not look how your mother raised you, and mm-hmm. she like my mother looks like JoJo. What are you teaching these kids? Like <laughs> it works for us. Yeah, you, know, you raise me, I respect how you raise me, but we're going on such a di- like we talk about energy and we have the crystals and we talk about our chakras and yes. we meditate and we have the hypnosis and we have all the things. It doesn't mean you didn't raise me wonderful. I'm just adding more tools in to better serve yes. myself and, and, and for my children.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. Oh, yeah, I love that so much. So much because yeah. they
1: can make you think you're crazy for that.
0: <laughs> oh, can we? Mom shame is a very real thing, guys.
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, no matter who it's coming from, it's all over the place, it's everywhere. Yes. And oh, God. you know, like when you become a mother. Or a parent, or whatever. It's like you don't just innately know, but th- I think at some point you kind of just realize, like, I'm gonna do it my way.
1: <laughs> and yes. as long
0: as we're all happy, then it's a as good long way as to go. I didn't
1: kill anybody. Nobody's dead, Mom. We all survived it. Like I've yes. done enough today, so yeah. You've got to give yourself a break.
0: Seriously, seriously. And you know, you're. I, I think your kids are so lucky that they get to have, uh, you know. They get to have you as a mother and also that kind of story and yeah. and and get to be empowered by that. And I know for me, you know, you probably felt the same way, but for me, it was like, am I just dooming my kids? Like am I just, like like, are they gonna be so screwed up because like I was so screwed up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's like and I think it's a it's a very real fear and you know the reality is like no like again we talked about before like it's your superpower. Like it helps yes. you grow and it helps you you shine and have these like different tools and and ways of of helping yourself and you get to pass that down. So it's it it's you know it's like an an advantage. Like we all have our own yes. unique advantages. <laughs>
1: Yes, and, and, it's, and our children are watching us navigate the world yes. in a healthy way. We're not hiding from our fears and our frustrations. Yes. They are watching us work it out and talk it out every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have cried many a nights like, oh, my God, my kids are going to be crazy because mm-hmm. their mom is crazy. Like, what am I going to do? They're going to be insane their entire life. I've had that conversation. No, they are seeing me say, okay, this is a problem. Let me sit down and work this out how are we going to talk this out and figure it out and that's giving them better tools to be better humans so they can figure it out for themselves and they're not holding on to that resentment and anger and frustration and then you find yourself blowing up and people have no idea why well you're dealing with stuff 15-20 years ago and we we need to deal with it now
0: exactly exactly Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my goodness so so good oh I'm like, I'm loving this conversation. I'm just going to sit back in my chair and just be like, ah, oh, this is a great talk. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes this girlfriend conversation is needed. Yeah. You need someone that can understand. Like you said, we all have a story to tell, but sometimes you need to hear a story in a different perspective to know that you're not crazy, one. To know that you can be happy. And it's really not as it's not as hard as we make it out to be. Yeah. So I mean that, it's that journey is easy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's work, but it is the most rewarding work you will oh, ever God. do in your life. Yes.
1: Yeah. You'll be excited. Like I'm excited about self work. Like I know on Sundays <laughs> yes. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna think some hard stuff that's probably gonna make me cry. It's probably gonna make me angry, but I know at the end of that I'm going to be a better person. Like I'm releasing things that, you know, that don't serve me anymore. So, uh, and I don't always have that time on Sunday, but I try my best to make it so that, you know, I can be, just be a better human for, for, for the people around me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's healthy to seek out challenges, you know, even, Mm -hmm. even with our mental health. Um, it's something I'm like really just trying to teach my daughter right now is that when something challenges her, I'm like, yeah, but you're still going and you're still trying yes. and you, you haven't gotten yes. it yet. But when you do, you're going to be like YES! Yes. <laughs> like,
1: yes. And that's the fun part. You get to, you know, you get to try, you get to try again. And one thing I found out about life is that it, if you listen to your and Ma, I love you. But if you listen to your parents, they will have you paranoid as crap about change and about life and about going places and doing things. You're like, oh my God, everybody's out to kill me today. And then when you go and do stuff, you're like, well, dog, this was easier than I thought. And we just need that safe place to to know that we can go and, and do things. And like with your mm-hmm. daughter, she's figuring it out and she knows it's okay to Think a different thought. Feel away and move past it and try something new. And yeah. Lord, know if I listened to my mother, honey, I'd, die, I'd probably be in a mental hospital for real. You know, they keep us paranoid on 10,000 about everything. The world's yeah. coming to an end. You're go- Don't go here. Those people are crazy. Don't do that. You're like, life is... We have got to experience life, yes. and we got to introduce ourselves to life. Some of us are not really living. You're just here. You know, you're not really participating, and you got to introduce yourself to life. Go go have fun. Yeah. Go wear the... De- I, I am 45, and last year, I discovered belly shirts. Ew. I am 45 with two children, and I'm walking around in crop top shirts. Yes!
0: <laughs> Yeah, and
1: my mother's like Jojo you have stretch marks I said I birth hold humans I made a human come here I get to show my stretch marks and I have to be that arrogant with it and it helps me with my self-esteem and my Mm self-love and you know and my kids have accepted like this past week I dyed my hair red when I tell you I'm the most conservative person you will (laughs) ever meet (laughs) and I don't know what happened these belly shirts and two-piece bikinis and now red hair The world is not
0: ready for me. Let them have you anyway. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that. And it's such a, oh, such a testament. Like, don't let somebody else's or your own, like, need for safety feed your paranoia. Oh,
1: my God. Uh,
0: Yes. Yeah. I I try to make that, like, sacrifice as a mom where Mm -hmm. I don't overbear on the safety I'm like they will learn and it's terrifying for me because when my kids like climb up to a cliff edge I'm like okay you got this like just don't yeah yeah I'm like oh my body's tense like (laughs) like let them jump on the couch and my husband's like they're gonna smack their head on a coffee table I'm like if it happens like they'll they'll figure it out like I'll Uh, give them a slight warning but like that's their choice so it's like you know we kind of have to like you know, curb the the need for such such safety. Yes. Just so we yeah, can ex- Yeah, so we can experience things and learn things and that's I mean that's how we grow. Yeah, so
1: Yeah. The, and then I don't want anybody there's a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael yes. Swinger. And let me tell you, when I was I'm petrified of flying. I flew to Texas, threw up on the way there and i worked my my anxiety i worked myself up into a frenzy the day before the flight so i couldn't even join my last day there i knew i was going to get sick i knew the plane was going to crash and i was going to die i just knew <laughs> just, all the things
0: yeah
1: and then i read in the, in the in the book it says sometimes we have inherited fears and i was like what do you mean i have inherited fear i was in the Dallas airport and I was like what do you mean I have inherited fear and it said why are you afraid and I had to think my mother wanted to be a stewardess and all of a sudden she's afraid of flying it was because her mother heard on the news that a plane had crashed and she didn't want her to be a stewardess because she didn't want her to die Mm -hmm. so here I am two generations afraid of flying and I have no idea why. Girl, I cried like a little baby inside of that Dallas airport. Mm. And then after I finished crying, I shut the book. I went and got me a latte. I got me a sandwich and a bag of chips. And I lived my whole best life on that plane. There
0: you go. <laughs> yes. Oh, like, my goodness. So
1: this fear is not even mine to carry. And, and we have to be aware of how we pass that down to our kids that next weekend. Please understand, I didn't have the money. But that next weekend... I found a way to buy tickets for me and the girls to get on the next flight going somewhere. Like, you will not be afraid of flying. I'm not going to give you that fear. And we have been, I'm just very conscious of that. Just like you are. You're very conscious of what we, Mm -hmm. we pass down to our children.
0: It's like a blessing and a curse. I'm, like, so aware when I parent. I'm like, oh, wait, okay, wait, if I use those words, hold on, what's that going to implant? What is that What is that going to grow, bub leaf? Like, what? I'm just, like, so mindful, which I'm very grateful for, but at times I'm just like, you know, some people just don't care. <laughs> Most people don't care. <laughs> But it doesn't completely... doesn't add me any stress. I'm just, sometimes I just become very aware of how aware I am.
1: Yes, I did. Like, okay, Judge, you might want to check out of this conversation. <laughs> you don't need to participate right here. Go do something else. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll let you figure that out.
0: Yes, all Gotta the know. time i am just be like, I'm just going to let go now. Like, that's when I'm just going <laughs> to yes. back away.
1: I'm just going to re- I'm going to go have a soda. And my kids know, like, when I say get me a Pepsi on the rocks, I'm having a hard day. Oh. Like, I love a Pepsi. And if you put it on the rocks, that means I'm probably not going to be able to handle anything you're telling me <laughs> until I finish the whole bottle of soda. Then I'm going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my goodness that's so great that's so great well oh my gosh this has been the like just the greatest episode i have had such an amazing time this has been so wonderful we've had like laughs and like like it's been like the whole spectrum of emotions i swear oh that makes for the best ones though um oh my goodness what what you know like words of wisdom would you like to leave with with everyone listening today
1: I will, I, I, two things. Mm-hmm. So I'm a firm believer that there are two teams in this world team abundance and team lack.
0: Mm. And
1: if we are not setting ourselves up for team abundance, We are by default already on Team Lack. Now, there's nothing wrong with Team Lack. That just means you're not willing and ready to put forth the effort to be on Team Abundance. And on Team Abundance, it just means that we, every day, we're going to show up and we're going to figure this thing out, whatever it looks like for us. And you get to write your own playbook on Team Abundance. You know, we have certain rules and regulations. Negative thoughts are not required here. Mm -hmm. If you open up your mouth, they will not come out. If you try to write them, your pen will stop. Like, Mm -hmm. negative words are not allowed here. And the only other thing is that we will win this championship over here on Team Abundance. We are Mm -hmm. all winners, whatever that looks like for you. And it's the only requirement is that you show up every single day, however you best can for yourself. And then the other thing is, just to note that um, I, I read this quote, and it was in a Dan Brown book. Uh, And it says, don't close your mind to an idea simply because it's miraculous. Mm -hmm. And that simply means is every day you have a miraculous idea that could change your life, your children's, your family. But because you assume it's too big and too great and it would take a miracle, an act of God for it to happen, it couldn't possibly be yours. Well, boo, it didn't come to Olivia. It didn't come to Jojo. (laughs) It came to you. So don't close your mind to that idea simply because it's miraculous. And then the second quote is... Uh, you're qualified to be exceptional. You're only nervous because of your current community. The current people don't understand that you're qualified to be exceptional. It's mm-hmm. Not their fault, and it's not your fault as well. Your responsibility is to know that you're qualified to be exceptional. So, welcome to Team Abundance.
0: Mm-hmm. Today
1: is your first day on your journey, it's going to be amazing, and we are going to walk here with you.
0: Woohoo! Oh my gosh, Woo-hoo. that was fantastic! <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. And then where can everyone find you?
1: Um, uh, they can at live is my website. Mm-hmm. Um, I host the Fearless Morning Show weekdays at seven fifteen on Facebook. Um uh, so if you type in Fearless Morning Show, I promise. Um I will come up. Or if you type in Yanita Waddell, uh it will come up as well. And that's J A N M E T R A. It will come up. Um and I have a YouTube channel. So uh, if they can't, if you miss the morning show, I always load it directly to YouTube. Uh, and it's still the live past crazy show. Uh, and so you can find me, you can find me there. I have five books, um, all available on Amazon. And then Olivia, I do have a sister rise retreat coming up October the 16th through the 18th and rise stands for revitalizing individual sacred energy. Mm. And we have to realize that your superpower is your energy. It is your mind, and how do you learn to work that? You. Some of us think our brain is going to ooze out of our ears because you haven't used it, and that's okay. Uh, we we practice on how to use your mind so that it it, it gets stretched to. Um, to its capacity, so that you can live to your capacity. So, bitly rise if they would like to join us, it's only open to twelve women because I really wanted to be a sisterhood like you walk away with all the things. Yeah. Uh, with it, so.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, I will have everything linked down in the show notes as well. So, if anyone needs okay. to grab any of the links, they're there too. Well, thank you so much, Jojo, for being on the show. Thank you. I'm excited. I know. This was a complete pleasure. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you again. All right, my friends. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying Simply Awesome. I'll keep saying Simply Ollie. And I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.